Find your next fall adventure in Fairfax County at the National Museum of United States Army. Take a turn on the tank simulator. Feel your seat rumble in their 300-degree theater. Then step outside to enjoy the fall colors from their outdoor dining area and rooftop Medal of Honor garden. Discover your fall adventure at the National Army Museum. Open seven days a week. Free admission and parking right off I-95. Get free tickets at usarmymuseum.org. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to a ministry of Crossview Church with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. Today I want to talk with you about along the same lines. We're going to deposit thanks. How we're going to deposit thanks. Here's the story. The story goes in 1621. A group of people known as the pilgrims arrived in a new land. And that new land was very hostile to them. They had already lost a lot of a lot of their family and friends on the way over. Um, and as they were here, the first year was a very harsh winter. They didn't know how to work the land that they had that they had arrived on. And some some uh, some native friends came along and showed them how to do that. Well, during that uh, that first year of harshness that went down. Uh, when it, after three years, they decided to get together for three days to celebrate the harvest that God had blessed them with. A three-day celebration about giving thanks to the Lord and His provision. Fast forward in 1789, Abraham, uh, I'm sorry, George Washington. George Washington set aside a day in November that was going to do the same thing. It was going to be giving thanks to God for what he had done for the country when the Britons, the British, the British had left and they were, we officially were becoming a, a, a country of its own. Fast forward a little further, uh, Abraham Lincoln then uh, started setting aside a, uh, an observation known as Thanksgiving to the Lord our God. And then in 1941, 1941, uh, Congress passed officially the holiday that would be that we would know as Thanksgiving. But understand this, it was in the holiday. It's not just Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving to the Lord our God. All about God's faithfulness and what he did. And that's what Thanksgiving is all about. It's to help us, remind us. Every day should be Thanksgiving in our hearts, but life gets busy. We get stressed out. We get maxed out. We get uh, kind of focused on ourselves. We forget to give thanks to the one who's truly blessed us with so many wonderful and incredible things. Here's what, here's what Psalm says. Psalm 34 says it this way. I will bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. Now, right there where you're at. Everybody take a deep breath with me. Ready? Three, two, one. Breathe in. Now breathe it out. Do it again. Breathe in. And breathe out with every breath that your lungs expand. The psalmist says, I will give praise and thanks to my God. With every breath that we have, with every chance that we get, we give thanks to our God. Not just during the holiday, which the holidays are wonderful and holidays are great. Holidays are, are kind of benchmarks to remind us about certain things. But holidays should only stir in us a more, um, a greater response, a response of thanks, a response of gratitude. This holiday season, some of you, depending on where you're at, will gather with family. 
Some of that family you absolutely adore. Others of you will gather with family that you get together for holidays and they are just get-togethers. Some of you are not going to get together at all due to uh, the pandemic and you are taking safety precautions. Others of you uh, are going to watch football. Some of you are going to eat great meals. Some of you are going to have TV dinners. Uh, some of you are going to order in from Hy-Vee. Some of you got, everybody's got different things that they're going to do this holiday. But the fact remains true, whatever we do on this holiday, I will bless God. We are to bless, job, bless God in every chance we get as our lungs breathe in and breathe out. We're to praise our God and be thankful for what he has done for us. Why? Why is it so important to give thanks to God? Well, the heart of God is all about generosity. And because he is a generous father, he likes to be thanked. He appreciates the thanks of his children. Now, some of you have kids, some of you do not. You will have kids one of these days. But parents, go with me on this. Isn't it really, don't you really appreciate it when you get, you search for that special gift for your kid for, for his birthday or for Christmas or whatever the holiday may be. And you have this gift, man, you, you put a lot of time into it. You put a lot of energy into it. You wrapped it in it. Man, you're so excited about them opening this gift and they open it, they tear into it. And you're like, oh, this is going to be so great. And they open it and they go, well, this sucks. What is this piece of garbage, Dad? I didn't want this game. This is the wrong game. I wanted this game. What is this, Dad? You got me this doll? This is one of those cheap dolls. You get a Dollar Tree. Dad, what's wrong with you? Doesn't that just fill your heart with great joy, parents? Don't you just go, that's my kid. No. You want to break whatever it is you got them in front of their face and set it on fire and say, you most ungrateful, unappreciative child, go to your room and don't come out till you're married and out of my house. Right? Amen. Why? Because even as human parents, we like being thanked for the generosity of what we get, especially when we've invested in it. This is the heart of God. The heart of God appreciates when his children, instead of grumbling and complaining and whining, give thanks to him because he's been so good. He's been so good. It's tough at times. Here's what, here's what some other psalm says. Psalm 69, verse 30 and 31 says, Then I will praise God's name with my singing, and I will honor him with my thanksgiving. For this will what? This will what? Say it with me. This will say it again. This will please, please the Lord. This will, this will make him happy. More than sacrificing an ox or presenting a bull with horns and hooves. The greatest thing we can do is give thanks to God, for he has been good. It pleases him. It it the heart of God. The desire of God's heart is that we would be thankful for what he's done for us. A person who gives thanks to God in any and every situation is a person whose life is full of mystery. A person who gives thanks to God when things aren't going so hot, things are, life isn't treating them so good and they're still praising God, it's a mystery. 
They, 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 they um, defy, they defy all common sense. A person who gives thanks in the middle of horrible times, in the middle of loss and trial, a person who does this, I do not, I cannot, I understand why they are where they are. But the people who grumble and complain about their life, I understand. Because that's typically what I do. Grumble and complain about my life and what I don't have, and I need that, and I need that. The grass is green over there. I want that green grass. I want to go there. I want to live there. But yet, we have to understand that God's heart turns to people when they give thanks, no matter their circumstance. Don't believe me? Here's what Numbers 11, verse 1 says. It says, the people fell to grumbling over their hard life. God heard them. And when he heard them, what happened? What happened when he heard about their grumbling? When he heard about their complaining? What happened? His anger flared. Then a fire blazed up and burned the outer boundaries of the camp. This is a true story. This is a story found in Numbers. I, I won't go into the full details. Just giving you kind of the, this is what happened. But what went on before this was the people were griping and grumbling at God because they didn't have the best or easiest life. They didn't have food, but God provided for them food every day. They didn't have to go on a hunt for it. Quail just came, dropped, walked out, quail on the front lawn. Ah, there's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Imagine that. Didn't have to pay for it, didn't have to hunt it, quail just came. Manna from heaven took care of all their needs. This God provided everything they needed, and yet they found something to gripe about. Well, that quail was a day old. A little tough. God, if you're going to give me a quail, you know, make it a little tender. It was too tough for me. You know? It, 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 they, it, they, no matter what God did, these children of Israel found a way to gripe and complain and grumble against God no matter what. Don't look at them. Do you know somebody like that? Don't look at them. Not your spouse. Please don't look at them. You'll be in trouble all day. You know somebody like that? It doesn't matter if they would have won the lottery three times. They still would not have had enough money. They needed more. It doesn't matter if they were like on their last breath on the bed in the hospital and God healed them and raised them up. They would have something to gripe about about the rest of their health for the rest of their life. You know people like this? No thanks, just constant grumbling, constant complaining, because it's not perfect the way that they think it should be. Like a lady who went to the store to buy her turkey for Thanksgiving. She's looking through all the frozen turkeys, and she's going up and down, and she's looking at them. They're not just not, just not happy with them, so they're satisfied with them. Stop boy comes by, and she says, son, listen, can you help me? Are these, are you gonna get any, are these turkeys going to get any bigger? And he looked at her weird. He's like, what? Are these turkeys going to get any bigger or what? He goes, man, they're dead. How are they going to get bigger? <laughs> Some of you get that around noon today. <laughs> always can find something to gripe about. I can always find, you know, the weather's never perfect. I mean, we really do have Red Riding Hood syndrome. You know what I'm talking about? No. 
Goldilocks. Who's the girl that went into the bears? Three bears. Stop. Half you said Goldilocks, and half you said Red Riding. Which one is it? Goldilocks. That's Goldilocks? Yeah. Goldilocks and the three bears. Oh, that makes sense. Goldilocks. She goes in. Too hard. Too soft. What? Eats the, what's she eat? Porridge. Porridge. So old, nobody knows what porridge is. She eats the cereal. It was too hot, it was too cold, and it was, that's right. This is the way we kind of get, and it's never just perfect for us. Never just works out the way we want. So today I want to share with you three thoughts that I think, I pray will help us during this season, and maybe help us in life. Three thoughts that I pray will help us deposit thanksgiving, have a grateful heart to God, no matter what the externals is like, no matter what we're facing, no matter how hard our life may seem or our family's life may seem, or I find this to be true. Sometimes people don't have to have a hard life themselves, but they'll find someone else that has a hard life, and they'll, they'll like have a hard life for them to have a hard life. It's really crazy. Let them live their life, you do your life, right? But it happens. So three thoughts I want to give you. Write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. The first thought is this. The first thought is we Thanksgiving is an attitude. It's an attitude. It's, a, it's how we approach life. An attitude is something that we have control over. An attitude is something that we get to adjust. You ever had your parents say, adjust your attitude, boy? Anybody ever had that? Just me? Any women in the house? Adjust your, adjust your attitude, little lady. Right? We all had to have that attitude adjustment. My dad adjusted my attitude with a thing we called the belt. My attitude changed really quick when the belt, I heard the belt come out of the, the little loops. I knew. Attitude adjusted, Dad. I'm good. We're good, Dad. Just put it right back there. And my dad was a, you think I'm big? He was a big boy. That belt was big. He could hit me from the next room if he needed to. <laughs> Attitude adjustment. See, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is independent of circumstances, but not independent of your choice. Every one of us have a choice to be thankful in our life. Now, I will say this. Some people have a more of a bend to be Thankful, and others have more of a bend to be pessimistic. That doesn't mean that we can't adjust our attitudes. All of us can use an attitude adjustment about our thanks and what we give thanks to God about. Thanksgiving is independent of circumstances, but not independent of choice. You have a choice to be thankful. Here's what Psalm 34 verse 1 says it this way. I will bless God Every chance I get, my lungs will expand his praise. Here's what the next translation says. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And here's the last translation. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. How often are we to praise the Lord? How often are we to give thanks to the Lord? How often? How often? All the time. In all circumstances, no matter what we get faced with, we are to give thanks and bless the Lord at all times. Now, wait a minute. Does that mean when 
the economy or my finances are down, yes, you are to thank and praise the Lord when it's down. When it's up, it's real easy to do. Oh, yes, my 401k is rocking. But when it's down, the Bible doesn't say, now wait a minute, it's conditional. If you don't feel like it, and you know you kind of answer, it's okay, you don't have to bless the Lord. No, 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 it says, bless the Lord, I will give thanks to the Lord at all times, no matter what the circumstances. Your marriage, whether it's good or bad, you need to bless the Lord at all times. If he says some of the stupidest things ever uttered off a man's lips, you need to bless the Lord before you think about doing anything else. If she is just an angel and you just can't say anything bad about her, it's just a good thing. Right? You heard that, Michelle. She's watching. We have to thank the Lord. Whether your job is good or your job is bad, thank God you have a job. Thank the Lord that you have a place to go and earn. Whether your health is good or your health is bad, Praise the Lord with every breath that's in your lung, with every last breath. If it's the last breath you get, you praise the Lord. The greatest thief of thanks is self-pity. So you need to write that down. Self-pity will constantly steal your joy, will constantly rob you of giving thanks to God. Why? Because you inwardly focus on how woe is me, my poor little life. Instead of looking hourly to say, God, you have given me so many great things. Thank you. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my cars. Thank you for my kids. Even when they drive me crazy, thank you I have an opportunity to go crazy with my kids. Bless the Lord at all times. I will give thanks to him no matter what. The first thing is. Thanksgiving is an attitude, and some of us, if we're being real today, need an attitude adjustment when it comes to thanks. We need to be a little bit more grateful for what God has done instead of grumbling for what God hasn't done. Thanksgiving is an attitude. Second thought is this. Thanksgiving is an assignment. That's right, an assignment. Assignment given to you from God, given to you by God. And here's what it says, Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always, I will say it again, rejoice. You are assigned, you are commissioned as a follower of Christ to be the most grateful, <clears throat> the most joyful, the most overwhelming, uh, generous people on the planet. Christ followers are to be the people that set the example of the rest of the world, to be thankful in everything, always something to be thankful about. Is it easy? No. Is it easy when someone else's life you look at looks like they got it much better and they're doing much better and it looks like their kids are much better? I'm just telling you, I, I cannot stress this enough. This is the truth. Fake book is so fake. It's so false, guys. I, I have... You don't even know, like, what I discover. Like, I'll hear about these people, I'll see their faces, and their family are perfect, and they're divorced the next week. It's just one of those things we have to know. It's not real. The only thing that's real is getting to know each other, looking each other in the face, calling each other up, doing life together. That's real, real life. And I say that because if we run under the facade 
that we have everything perfect and together, we will cause other people to say, well, what's wrong with my life? What's wrong with my life that's not as good as their life? It's, it's very challenging. Many times, many times, and this is not true for Facebook at all, but many times we don't talk about the blessings of God because we don't want to brag because we may know what someone else is going through. We don't want to hurt their feelings because they're not going through such a good time. But the Bible says that at all times we're to praise God for his goodness. That means if you've been grateful or thankful for something, shout it out about what God has done for you. You say, well, it might make them feel bad. Or maybe it might testify that you are someone of faith that believes in God. Because they may know your life's not that great. But you're still praising God. I've met so many people in my life, faith, faith people, that man, their faith is so strong. That even though they go through hard times, their assignment they're taking seriously. Their assignment is I'm going to rejoice in the Lord always. I'm going to rejoice in his goodness. And his grace. So the first thing is, Thanksgiving is an attitude. Second thing is, Thanksgiving is an assignment. The last thought I have for you is this. Thanksgiving is an activity. It's something that we actually engage in. It's not passive. It's an activity. Romans 12, 1, 21 says this. Yes, they know God, but they wouldn't worship him. They wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They know him. But they would not worship him. They would not express their praise to God. They know him, but they don't give praise or thanks to him. Now, do you realize today that there are some in this room and some in our, in our churches, still in our churches today, that they know God, but they don't actively give thanks or worship God? You know this? There are people that, that are... Christians that you would never know they're Christians because they never speak about the things of God. They never live their faith out before people. They hide it. They put it under and they, they don't want anybody to know what they stand for. And this is not our assignment is to praise God, but we're to actively be worshiping God because of how good he truly is. Psalm 33 verse 1 says, let the godly sing with joy for the Lord for it is fitting to praise him. It is fitting, no matter what you go through, to give praise to God, for he is a good God. He does good things for the people. So many times I find unhappy Christians typically are because they're unthankful Christians. Unthankful Christians, unfortunately, will soon be defeated Christians because they have, they have taken the good things of God for granted. What happened with the children of Israel? They were ungrateful. They grumbled and complained about God instead of worshiping and praising him. They didn't give thanks. Now, here is a closing story I want to give you. I tell this story every year. I heard this story back when I was in, in college. Uh, it's, it's a legend. It's not a story. And, and, you know, I think I may have even told my kids it was true. It's, I, I, look, I actually did research on it. found out, yeah. It, it's a legend. It's a, it's a story. But it talks about those pilgrims and their harshness, their harsh winters that they went through. And when they finally, or when they were going through it, they were rationed to, I always said three. I had this thing all wrong. It was actually five kernels of corn a day. 
five kernels of corn a day. And these five kernels of corn was to get them through the hard time. Now I have, I have five kernels of corn. You can't see them up here, but I have five kernels of corn. And each one of these kernels of corn was to give them sustainability through a hardship of life. So the first Thanksgiving rolls around and they're gathered around the table. The story goes that on each table, each plate, each serving, they had five kernels of corn. And these five kernels of corn represented something that they were to give thanks for. And here's what the original thanks was to be for. The first kernel was to remind them, first kernel was to remind them that God loves them. The second kernel was to remind them that God provides for all their needs, even though it may not happen the way they think it should. God provides for all their needs. The third kernel of corn reminds them that the friends that God gave them through that season was the friends that helped sustain them and have life. American Indians. The fourth kernel of corn, they reminded them, remind them that God has given the many people around us that we can love and do life together with. And the fifth kernel of corn was to remind them that God hears their prayers and answers them, even though the answer may not be what they want. Five kernels of corn. When I heard that story back over 20 years ago, driving my truck one night, driving Papa John's pizzas for delivery, because that's what I did get through college. I'm focused on the family. I remember where I was at. I remember sitting in my truck, poor college student, son on the way. Didn't have really two dimes to run rub together and very poor. I remember listening to that story and thinking of those five kernels of corn. I was moved to be thankful, to be grateful for what God has given me. So that Thanksgiving, I started a tradition in my home. Now we did it with three, we had three kernels of corn. I don't care how many you had, five, three, two, it don't matter. Every Thanksgiving since, my family and our tradition, and we actually had our Chi Alpha College dinner this past week, and we did this too. We we took time, we ate, we had a good time, and then I told the story, and we all went around and we talked about the three things or the five things that we're grateful for. And what's cool is, I thank God in my personal life. Thank God for my church family. Thank God for you guys. The family that I never, I, I don't have family here. We're from, from St. Louis, so we don't have family here. This is the only family I've ever known. Thank God for the people who have raised my kids as their, grand, as their grandkids. Loved them and cared for them and been there for them. I thank God. That's one of my kernels that I say every year. Another kernel that I say is I thank God for my son and my daughter and my wife. I'm thankful that they love me like they do and that they allow me to, to 
do what I'm called to do. And not only did they allow me to do it, but they joined with me and we partnered together. And I'm thankful that they give us their time and they, they're patient with me. They're kind towards me. They give me lots of room for error. I'm grateful for that. I'm going to do three. This one is the best one. Do you thirst for a drink? 
hope. Some of you here today, some of you here today, you just feel discouraged, you feel weak, you feel beaten down, maybe even hopeless at times. I just want you to know today, God cares for you and God sees your your situation, he sees your plight, he sees your plight where you're at, your your hopeless place that you feel like you're at. You know what? I'm going to encourage you to do right there where you're at is just to give thanks to him for what you have. Give thanks for the breath in your lungs that you have to worship him. Give thanks for his salvation that he has given you. Give thanks to him for his hope in a hopeless place. Give thanks, give thanks because he saved you. He's made you new. Give thanks to him. Others of you, this hope, this love, this, this love of God, maybe you don't know, I'm here to tell you that you can know him. Not only know him, but you can experience him. All you have to do is right there where you're at, we're going to sing this again. Right there where you're at, all you have to do is just lift your hands and say, God, forgive me. Give me a reason to have hope. I trust you, God. Thank you. Say that. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for giving me your grace. Thank you, Jesus. And when they come to you, we can find out.
this holiday season as we maybe go to family or maybe we do our own thing with our own family, God, whatever that looks like. Let it not just be a day. Let it be a lifestyle. Let us be grateful with every breath that is in us, with every expanse of our lungs. God, we have all the reasons in the world. Yeah, we can drive and we can grumble, we can play. But God, how beautiful it is when we use every bit of our lungs to praise you and give thanks to you. For you are good. You saved us. You gave us hope. You give us a future. So God, I pray for each and every person in this place. God, I, I pray watch over them. Keep them all safe wherever they travel this holiday season. Keep them in your hands, God. May you provide for them. May God, you let them have the most richest time with their family. And God, in that moment in time, may they give thanks with their kernels of corn. And say, thank you, God. You have been so good. <laughs> so we thank you, God. And ask you just to go with us. Be with us. Let us have a wonderful time. You, God. In Jesus' name. Everybody said. You've been listening to a ministry of Crossview Church in Keokuk, Iowa with Pastor Kevin Hardcastle. For more information about service times and activities, visit our website, crossviewkeokuk.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.